lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber. The podcast is wondering how interesting work would be if we actually had a tread de- deadline ourselves. And my name is Larry Wu. And I'm Curtis Withers. Uh, Larry, you're referring, of course, to the uh, NBA trade trade deadline, which uh, passed at three o'clock Eastern time today. Yeah. And before we go through, but but let's let's think about that. Could you imagine like I kind of thought about it today when when I was thinking about putting this as the leading topic uh, for the show and just the oddity of having a trade trade deadline in your place of work. Like I realize these guys are athletes, but it is their place of work. And then could you imagine like waking up that morning and being told, oh, yeah, you have to go and work for this guy now. Oh, yeah. Curtis, could you imagine if someone pointed at you and say, Curtis, we traded you. You are now doing lifestyle at the uh, Ontario's, uh, what is it, Ottawa Citizen. Yeah. Oh, man, then I'd have, to move, I'd have to move my family. <laughs> Right? I would just retire. I'd say like I'm not gonna. <laughs> now, now you're not making twenty million a year, but but still, yeah. like that 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 must that must kind of mess you up in one way or another, I guess. No, I would think so. Like particularly if you don't see it coming, I, just, I think some of these guys, you know, I, either they request it or they kind of read the writing on the wall. But I think when it comes from out of nowhere, and then you know, you you a lot of things could be happening. You could be moving across the country you could be moving from a team in first place to a team in last place like all kinds of you could be moving from a team in last place to a team in first place or or they just or they want to get rid of you just to open up the salary cap Mm -hmm. yeah yeah hard hard caps withers report to lifestyles for the hamilton spectator yeah get rid of my get rid of my hefty salary get my hefty salary off the books so they can bring in a couple of younger journalists get and then you probably lose your blue check mark in uh twitter yeah that might be a blessing (laughs) yes so you were you're right i I want to talk about the uh trade deadline and kind of the some of the moves that happened over the last couple of days i don't i think it was kind of an uneventful one right like well, uh, Kevin Durant got traded. Kevin Durant, the Kyrie. So basically, the Nets imploded. <laughs> so, yeah, Robin Lopez, who's a, a an NBA player, is pretty. Uh, he's got a pretty active Twitter account. <laughs> he had a good tweet. He said uh, he didn't say he didn't even say the te- the uh, the name of the team. I don't think, but he said he said it's kind of. Like, he just said it's kind of like the Muppets take Manhattan where the Muppets don't actually take Manhattan and then all go their separate ways and leave Manhattan. (laughs) I I love that analogy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that movie at all? Oh, I saw, I saw it when I was pretty little. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I remember the first movie much more, or maybe it was the second one. The, the Great Muppet Caper? That was yeah, the second think, one. Yeah. Okay. Well, well. either way. Yeah. So that was probably the big one. Uh, I didn't really get, and maybe you can help me understand who won out of the three-way trade between LA, uh, Minnesota, and Utah. 
Because again, because again, it's one of those things where you just have to understand the chess pieces and how it goes. But when I looked at kind of what was going on, I was like, I didn't sense there was like a really clear winner other than Utah and Minnesota didn't really come out. Well, at least Minnesota didn't look like they, they look like they didn't come out anywhere well. But I could be wrong unless uh, you tell me otherwise. Well, the um, the Lakers, the Lakers got they got D'Angelo Russell back, who is a, a Laker of a Laker of yesteryear, and will uh, and will help. Uh, they got rid of uh, Russ, big Russ Westbrook, um, who is um, you know sort of a bit of a a bit of an albatross on the team. Huge um, salary, and he was what only averaging less than fifteen points a game. Yeah, he was. He's. He, I mean, he at this point in his career, he is like. A, you know, a, a a shadow of his, you know, of prime Westbrook when he was with uh, Oklahoma City. Um, yeah, so I think I think like I think the the Lakers got good players out of the trade, so they they've got a supporting cast for LeBron and Anthony Davis. But the problem is, are they? already kind of too far out of it um to make any serious gains um you know right now right now i think they're barely in a play-in spot or maybe just outside the play-in spot um so you know i don't i'm not sure yeah i'm not sure who i think the lakers got the most talent out of it and potentially they'll come out the winner but um it uh, it remains to be seen but yeah cake yeah uh you know uh, katie going to phoenix uh, that's a scary looking team now, uh, and then of course uh, Kyrie going to Dallas to form uh, a very um, potent half court with Luka Doncic. So the West is looking pretty tough, and the East, uh, by comparison, n- nobody really got too much better in the East. So the East is kind of like, you know. Uh, they're they're kind of happy maybe that Brooklyn is now, uh, um, you know, potentially weaker. Uh, the the Lakers just by the way they're they're thirteenth in the West. Yeah. So so they've yeah so they've got they've got some ground to make up just to make the play in tournament, which I'm sure they will. You know, but uh, you know with uh, LeBron led by LeBron James, who you know as as uh, Oh yeah, as you saw um, earlier this week, became the uh, all-time leading NBA scorer. Which is very interesting because he's only he's only finished a season as the leading scorer once. Um, so it's just a testament to his longevity and, and being able to perform at a high level for so many years. And and he beat out a long-standing record held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right? Yeah. So, um, so it remains in the hands of the the Lakers uh, that record. So, so going back to the to the to the Nets t- Nets for for a team to kind of implode their team while they're sitting in fifth place. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's been weird. It's it's been it's been weird the whole time, right? Because I think yeah, they they wanted out before the season started, right? Yeah, KD did for sure. Um, he demanded a trade, and I remember Toronto was the rumored destination for a while. Um, and then he ended up rescinding his trade request, and uh, 
And then they were thinking of, of maybe even trading Irving at that time. And then I guess Irving, um, you know, who's a bit of a distraction, like as talented as he is, you have to put up with a lot of, uh, he's, he's not a serious man in my opinion, like he's a ridiculous individual. So you yeah. have to put, you have to put up with a, like a lot of, a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I think from what I understand, they were, they were, th- he's, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year, I think. And they were trying to work on a contract extension and that didn't go well. And so then they ended up trading him, And I think that was a bit of a surprise. And then once he was traded, it seemed almost like a fait accompli that, uh, KD was going to be next. And of course, uh, previously they had traded the beard, uh, James Harden, who was the, the other part of the big three to uh, Philly. So, um, yeah, I mean, they, the Nets still have good players. Um, one of the guys who, who uh, I think the Raptors were keen on acquiring was this uh, Nick Claxton, who's uh, like a young center and, mm. uh, I think they're going to build it. They're going to build around some of their younger guys that they have. I think they'll be fine, but like, I don't think they're going to, you know, I, I, I think any title aspirations they had went out the window with uh, these two deals for this mm. year. Um, yeah. yeah. So, but let's, let's talk about that center because the Raptors did pick up a center, right? After, after they beat him, he was already in town anyway. So they probably just told him, listen, yeah. do you mind just, just, just stick around. <laughs> yeah, Jakob Jakob Pertl, who was drafted by the Raptors ninth overall in I can't remember the year, like twenty sixteen or something like that. Is that the same year that Siakam got drafted in? Yeah, he yeah uh, Siakam got drafted like late in that. I want to say late in that first round. I think they had two first round picks that year, and they were buddies. Uh, well, they're still buddies. Like they were quite close uh, mm-hmm. early on. Um, as Raptors. So uh, he'd been rumored for a while uh, to be coming back to Toronto. So it's, and, and yes, you're right. Uh, last night he played with, with the Spurs. Uh, so he was at Scotiabank arena and uh, apparently the next day he was having breakfast with the, with the guys at the OVO training, <laughs> training center. So it was like, it's like well, he never left, you know, I, I, uh, I didn't hear about the, I didn't read the headline yet, but I was I was on Instagram first, and then I thought it was kind of weird that um, Fred posted this old photo of him of of Jakob and and Siakam like back in the day when like in 2016. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, okay, well that's kind of weird. I, I didn't think it was a recent photo, and I thought, did they did they become a Raptor? Jeez, because yeah. we were just watching them no more than. You know, ten hours earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think there there had been some some noise like before the game started that like he was going to be on the move, and the Raptors were, I think the um, the 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 sort of like destination that uh, the, the most rumored des- de- landing spot for him. But um, Larry, we were talking before about how uh, uh, Raptors um, Twitter. Not giving uh, Masai Ujiri a passing grade for how he oh. handled the trade deadline, and, and, um, and I, I think I think that was par- partially the sports. We, we give it some time for it, but I, I wanted to kind of bring this up with you. Yeah, definitely. Like just the psychology of the fans, because the fans were not happy after three p.m. today. 
No. Well, and, okay. Let me put it the, the the loud minority or what seems like you know it's it's Twitter, it's social media, so it sounds like it's quote unquote everybody that's mm-hmm. very angry that nothing happened that it just kind of came and went and Phil, my first question to you, Curtis, like not professionally but just kind of as a fan. Like, are fans being ridiculous at this point? Like, what were they expecting to happen? And well, uh, I don't think fan. I don't think anybody who's who, who's disappointed or at, or at the very least confused with how the Raptors approach this trade deadline um, are being ridiculous. I think the ridiculous ones are the ones who are saying like Messiah's cooked and he hasn't done anything worthwhile since the Kawhi trade, and you know th- that that just smacks of like casuals who have only started liking the team like you know if you if you've sat through um the really dark uh <laughs> years as i have you know like you're gonna give you're gonna give Masai like the benefit of the doubt for one bad season not including the tampa bubble you know like since he's taken over yeah um i think it's ridiculous that's ridiculous but like there are definite questions about how they handled this because they did get Pirtle, um, who's a who's a very good center, and he's an up huge upgrade to what they had at that position. Mm-hmm. Um, but they gave up some some draft capital. They gave up, um, I think, a first and two seconds, um, uh, and uh, this is a team that I think I think a lot of people expected to be to be getting draft picks at the trade deadline, not trading draft picks because they're not, they're not going to win a title this year. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to right now with the team they have, they're, they're a better team than when they went into the trade deadline, but they're, they're, they're a good enough team to make the play in tournament and they probably will make the play in tournament. But I don't think, I think even if they come out of that, then they're playing like Boston in the first round yeah. or whatever, and they're going to, they're going to lose. Um, so, so then it's, so then you have to ask, well, why are you getting better for the short, for such a short term? Three of these guys, including the guy that they just got, Pirtle. So Pirtle, Fred Van Vliet, and Gary Trent Jr. are going to be free agents at the end of the year. So... Um, in order to keep them all, they'd have to pay, and they're all they're all due for big raises. So, in order to keep them all, you're going to have to pay into. The, you're going to go over the soft salary cap and start paying into the luxury tax. This is a team right now that's fighting for tenth spot in the East. Do you want to pay luxury tax for a team where their ceiling is like the play-in tournament? You know, it maybe be a tough out in the first round. No one's going to do that. So I understand why people are confused about making this trade for Pirtle, you know, getting better, but like giving up, getting better for the, for the immediate present, but then giving up draft picks, um, not getting uh, anything back for, for uh, pending free agents and risking uh, letting two guys walk for nothing. Um, and, uh, and, and I do get that. There are some things that he besides not getting credit for in this trade. And one of the big ones is getting rid of the contract of Kem Birch, who's the guy who went, he's the center who went to San Antonio, this trade. And he had like a poison pill contract uh, 
So I think like getting rid of that is, it is, it, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a, it's quite a benefit that I don't think that uh, Masai is getting a ton of credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just going to be, we're going to have to wait and see because obviously uh, for this year, the core is going to remain intact for the rest of this year. They've got a pretty easy schedule um, for the, for like the latter half of the the season. So there's no reason to think that they won't be, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth or 10th and um, get into that play tournament. And if, if things go amazingly well, they might even finish six, a lot, good things would have to happen mm-hmm. for them to finish six and, and be guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. And then you get into the off season and then, um, you know, you do risk losing those, those three free agents. Any one of them could walk uh, you and you, you do risk losing them for nothing. Uh, at which point, you know, you, you, uh, you would, you would question why they didn't uh, trade trade them and get something for them at the trade deadline. But, you know, Masai, you, Jerry said in his availability today that he didn't like any of the trades and he did the same thing with Kyle Lowry, um, you know, uh, before, uh, 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 last season, um, where, uh, was it before last season or was it two seasons ago? But it's, but basically he, uh, um, didn't like, it was it was before last season because it was yeah. in that stupid Tampa bubble season where they were doing yeah, really the crap. end of the end of the Tampa bubble there. Yeah, so the end of the Tampa bubble. So during the Tampa bubble season, when the Raptors were were in a worse situation, I'd say than they're in now, and uh, you know there was there were there were teams that were interested in making a push and getting a veteran point guard, all star point guard like Lowry. But but Masai said he didn't like any of the trades, so they kept him, and he was becoming a free agent. But they managed to do a sign and trade, because um, I guess with a sign and trade, the good the good thing, the thing that's appealing to someone that that uh, is on the other side of that is, you know, if you just sign somebody, then you're on your books with a sign and trade, uh, because you have to match salary, you can dump some salary, and get the guy. You know, so that's what Miami did. So they dumped Goran Dragic, um, who played like I think f- um, five minutes and thirty seconds for Toronto yeah. uh, before he 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 bailed. And uh, but then like Toronto out of that got Precious Achua, who I think is mm-hmm. a is a useful piece for the future. Mm-hmm. So there's still there's still a chance that you can get if they decide that. Uh, Fred Van Vliet or Gary Trent Jr. or both, I have a feeling Pertle is going to resign, are not part of the team in the future. You can you can still get it doesn't it doesn't mean you lose them for nothing. You can still do the sign the trade and you can still get something for them. So I think a lot I think a lot of the people who are freaking out, we need to see how the rest of this year pans out and we need to see what uh uh Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster do in the off season. Yeah, and I guess that's part of the one thing is like no one knows what the two of them are thinking, mm-hmm. right? I, I think I think that's what these these angry fans have to remember. Like, um, th- these are very smart people that are going into the they they they're not kind of shooting from the hip 
kind of shopping these guys around. Like they know kind of the, the path to success. Um, but you can't rely on completely rely on sign and trade. Like I think they, they were, they're, they were lucky there with, with Kyle, but I think you were saying something about, you know, Oh, Masai's not making great decisions. I don't know. Like the guy, no, if, if we kind of go back in time, people, I don't think there was many people that liked the Kawhi trade. Right, because DeRozan was like heart and soul of the team. Yeah, I think I think I think I think if you were a basketball fan and you could take the emotional attachment out of it, you'd like the Kawhi trade. Yeah, because they tried they tried to get to they tried with uh, Demar and Kyle, and they'd have great regular seasons, and then LeBron would would punch them out on their ass in the playoffs. So so okay, so there's one. And then there's the Scotty Bar- Barnes decision, mm-hmm. which people were dumping on him almost immediately, right? The, the, mm-hmm. the, the same Twitter vitriol, if you will. Yeah. So, like you said, I I don't know. So, do you you don't think Gary would stick around if they if they give him the the raise? I think he would. I think he would. But it's it's just a matter of like, will they be able to? Because um, you know, they're just. Uh, they're going to be up against it as far as the the, the, yeah. the soft cap goes. Yeah, because so. Gary is what 24, 25? Yeah, he's pretty young still. Yeah, so yeah. that that that's 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 pretty good to kind of build around the young guys like mm-hmm. Scotty, Precious, OGs in that under 25 too, right? Yeah, he's pretty yeah, he's pretty young. I think he he got did he come in the year before Siakam or the year after Siakam, but he's right around that. He's mm-hmm. right, he's right around that time, and so, uh, so they they got a lot of guys under twenty seven. That's six foot nine. <laughs> yeah, and and the, the other thing too is like may, maybe um, because OG was one of the guys who was rumored to be on the move, but but OG is an elite defender who can shoot threes and he's young. Yeah, you don't give this guy away f- for, for nothing. nothing. So. Yeah. You know, when when it's the off season, you kind of have. I think I think you kind of have more sort of options in the off season for trading too, because of the trade deadline. It's sort of like you know your buyers or sellers at the trade deadline. You're making a push, or you're or mm-hmm. you're sort of trying to trade for the future. Whereas like in in the off season, it's kind of like everybody's open to making changes for what was, uh, was besides quote from the press conference today there's one winner and there's 29 losers and the 29 losers are looking for a way to get better essentially to paraphrase um yeah so 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 yeah i mean it could be that um maybe they do move og um and and maybe they get like a lot for him and you know, and, and and maybe it's okay if maybe and maybe one of the things they get is a young point guard, and it's okay if Fred walks. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, you're right. Like you know, you got to give the guy, you got to give Masaijiri the guy who 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 traded Andrea Bargnani and got stuff for him. <laughs> you know, like, he will, I'll, I'll I'll never I'll never have a bad opinion of Masaijiri for that alone. Um, you know, you got to give him, you got to give him a chance. This is going to be, I was going to say, this is going to be the only year that they don't make the playoffs outside of that Tampa bubble. And they still, I think, are, might make the playoffs. 
right? Like they might come out of that play in tournament. You, There's no they, reason they, why they wouldn't, right? You, you said it many times before. They're they're a scrappy team, mm-hmm. and when the scrappy teams are put up against the wall, you got nothing to lose, right? Yeah, yeah. You can only so, go up <laughs> if yeah. you play hard. Yeah. So so basically, my long that's my long rambling sort of answer to uh I said yes I can understand why people would you know are maybe a bit confused with with the way that Toronto's handled the trade deadline but at the same time you know they they made they made they made a move that made the team better in the short term and I trust that they have plans down the road yeah I think you and I were also talking about having a center like him also train up Coloco, like he, who you know. So then they have some natural centers, like you said, the the old school natural centers. Yeah, yeah, and this gives Coloco uh, even more opportunity to play in Raptors at nine oh five. You know, because he's he's kind of been with he, he has played some games for nine oh five, but he's kind of been with the the main club a lot just because, you know, and he's played like a fair amount because they didn't yeah. have a, a rim protector. So now this get that, now this uh, allows the Raptors to, to send him to nine to five and look, look what's happened to, you know, look who they've developed through nine Oh five Siakam, Van Vliet, Norm Powell, Chris Boucher, right? Like it's speaking a, it's, of which Norm is on a tear right now. Yeah, he's yeah. I'm, I miss Norm sometimes. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 that energy. Well, hey, we we can only just see and enjoy the and and thanks to you, I, I'm going to see them play Utah. So I'll see uh, Westbrook and uh, I'll see our new seven foot center. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty exciting. You get to see uh, yeah Westbrook in his in his jazz debut and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that 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 team is just hurting at this point. Uh, switching gears from sports to football because this weekend is Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. Curtis, are you watching fo- any football at all? Do you care? You know, it's funny. It, it it used to be in the eight in the eighties. I was like the late eighties. I would say that the NFL was my favorite sport, like mm-hmm. more than the NBA, more than the NHL. You know, I was really into the NFL, um, but probably over the last ten years, uh, nah, I haven't really. I, I've, I've kind of fallen fallen out of it a little bit. Yeah. So this story, or I want to kind of bring this up because you and I have been using the Calm app, and maybe we can talk a bit at the end of the show about what what you've been finding with the Calm app. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers doing something similar to the Calm app. He's going into a deprivation chamber, but it's not like the ones you see where you're kind of floating in the water. It's actually like a room or maybe an apartment. He's going to spend like four days. So it's like a luxury deprivation chamber. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, he's got, I don't know how he's reading his menu because I I guess he can order food somehow. So I don't know how much deprivation there is. If they're like feeding you, there's like a little prison slide door where they're, bringing your food and he's got a bathroom yeah i don't know if he's got like a nightlight or whatever so a lot of this sounds really weird it sounds like he just but either way he's thinking about his future right yeah 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 because he he i mean he's 
he's nearing retirement, so he's 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 already said his options are like come back to Green Bay for one last year or whatever, um, retire, or um, you know go somewhere else, uh, mm. or maybe even Green Bay might try to like get rid of him. Yeah, <laughs> go, go another route. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I just think like if. I, yeah, I don't know. I just don't see how it how 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 this is going to help. Um, you know, I think at this stage, just retire, man. Yeah, yeah. Just like you were saying before, look what happened to Tom Brady, right? He 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 retired, and then he tried to he he unretired himself, and his 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 uh, relationship life. fell apart and he, and he had a mediocre season. It wasn't worth his time. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, it's like the who doing one more last show. Yeah. Just refused to go away. Yeah. Yeah. I, so. I don't, so here's a question for you, Chris, the deprivation chamber, like that whole thing about just kind of being with your own thoughts, like almost being forced to be with your own thoughts because you're in this room where supposedly it's all dark and there's no sound. There's no, well, semper, sensory deprivation. Would you ever do something like that? Does that interest you at all? Not for like it does interest me um, for, but like I, like for like a couple of hours, like not yeah. for not not this not this luxury four day uh, deprivation suite. Uh, <laughs> See, Rogers my, my my problem about sensory deprivation is. You know, in my older age, I've developed like ringing in my ears. I think that would be a, mm. that, that would like be the most annoying thing. I'd just be in this dark room where I can't see, and I could just hear all I hear is like ringing in my ears. Yeah, I mean that's the uh, that's 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 the rub, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. like if Darede- if Daredevil has taught us anything, like when you when 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 you lose your your sense of sight, then it heightens all your other senses to the point where they can be really annoying. Yeah, you know. So take a pass. Yeah, I still, I still would like to try it for like an hour or so. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, I think there is one. There, there's one in Toronto called Float, and you're actually in one of those. Um, I guess like it's, it's a capsule with about mm-hmm. I don't know eight inches of water. Right. Yeah. Water yeah. And you, and Float around. Yeah. I don't know. But we could talk more about the Calm app because I think it, it kind of ties in nicely. But yeah, I, I don't think I'd do it either, just from my ringing ears issue because I don't think I'd enjoy myself. I'd just be like, mm. oh, I got yeah. Um, something that's been in the, I guess, talk of the town recently is the AI. I think we're gonna, if last year our topic of du jour each week was cryptocurrency, Curtis, and NFTs. Mm-hmm. I think this year coming up, we're going to be talking a lot about AI and, yeah. the, and the, the, the explosion of all these AI apps. I think Google, I don't know if, did they announce something this week? Uh, because they're a little late to the game, but the big boy in town seems to be ChatGBT. Mm-hmm. Um, Is ChatGBT the back end for the AI Seinfeld who got, who got banned from Twitch for making transphobic <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it, I think that someone asked them to write an episode or or do an episode, and yeah, it was it, it just got it got really bad. Yeah. For those that don't know, ChatGPT, sorry, chatbot that you talk to, 
when you're, I don't know, complaining the bell about your services, but there's no one on the other end. This is purely a computer AI that's answering your questions in real English. And which I can only explain or describe. It's very similar to, I guess, talking to the computer in the Star Trek Next Generation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where you could ask it to do something from scratch. But I think the the strength of Chat GPT is you have an idea, you're stuck, or you need it to do something complicated in your big idea, and it can do a pretty good job. But really, it's you know, if you take my if my take, it's it's uh, Google Search 2.0, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's just returning instead of like, oh, here are the things I found on these sites. It's actually replying to you as if you're speaking to a human being that seems to know this stuff. Mm-hmm. Again, you take it with a grain of salt, but uh, I thought we do something. We were going to do something fun because I have chat open here curtis and we can ask it before i was asking it whether or not rick flair is the greatest wrestler of all time and um it wouldn't commit to an opinion it basically said opinions on who the greatest wrestler of all time can vary greatly as it is a subjective matter however many fans and experts consider rick flair to be one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time i give that a fair yeah non-committal answer yeah now curtis while I'm here at the keyboard, is there a question you want to ask our AI overlords before they take over the planet? Yeah, I think we wanted to ask uh, what is the what is the best video game of all time? Okay, now you know we have to we have to or do we want to word it just like that? What is the best best video game of all time? Oh. First, it's telling me that uh, determining the best video game of all time is a highly subjective matter, Curtis. It depends on personal taste preferences. Some mostly acclaimed popular games of all time include... Okay, ready? So we'll, we'll go through the what it seemed to have found, the top one, two, three, four, five, top six. Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers, Half-Life 2... Hmm. Minecraft, Grand Theft Auto Five, and Red Dead Dem- uh, Redemption Two. So, Solid title. Two Solid Nintendo title. games, two Rockstar games. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Not casting a wide net. He's not casting a very wide net. Um, what did you ask? You know, very you know important cultural game. You know, from from industry standpoint, like Pac Man, Tetris, Pong, considered to be classics and have a significant influence. But they, you know, so I think they're trying to figure. It's trying to find a way out to say, well, these should be included, but best is up to you how you consider best. But I don't know, solid titles, most Could likely you- because they're searched all the time, and it's probably. I'm sure if you looked at all those games, they all probably across the internet, like rate very highly. Right now. Can this one, can you ask this one to like write the plot of a video game or is this more? I think you, I think there's some that are more specific, but we could ask it to, but I think we have to be more specific. I think we have to tell it, you know, at least the basis of, uh, of kind of the game that we're looking for. Um, like a, a, turn-based strategy game 
Yeah, yeah uh, okay. So let's let's try that. Can you write a what should we say script or storyline? Storyline yeah. for a turn-based uh, video game set in the British House of Commons. <laughs> okay. Any in, year? Maybe we should be more specific about maybe the year. In 1986. Should we leave it at that and see what it comes up with? Yeah. Oh, here's a title for you, Curtis. It's 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 come out. They they suggest that we name the game the Prime Minister's Gambit. <laughs> Setting London, 1986. The United Kingdom is facing major political and economic challenges, including rising inflation, high employment. And widespread labor strikes. The country is deeply divided, and the ruling party is struggling to maintain hold on power. Premise: The player takes on a role of a new member of parliament who has been elected to represent the constituents of the House of Commons. They must navigate the complex and often treacherous world of British politics, making alliances, forming coalitions, and engaging in debates and votes on key issues. The ultimate goal is to become prime minister and lead the country through its challenges. That's pretty solid. It thought it out, but it actually, <laughs> it actually, no, no here. So that's the premise of the game. The mm. gameplay itself. The game is a turn-based strategy game where the player must first use its wits, cunning and political savvy to advance their agenda and gain the support of their fellow parliamentarians. Each turn represents a day in the political calendar, and the player must make decisions on how to spend their time and resources. They can attend committee meetings, participate in debates, engage in backroom negotiations, and more. Victory. A player wins the game by successfully navigating the complex political landscape, becoming prime minister. That's pretty good. I, 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 I would, I'm going to pitch that. <laughs> This reminds me of the. Do you remember the um, South Park episode where uh, Cartman pretends that he's a, a robot called Awesome O, <laughs> and he ends up he ends up somehow be like um, sort of working for Hollywood, and they keep pitching him story ideas, and he just keeps like and he just keeps saying like Adam Sandler and da da da, or you know, and he just like comes up with these. With these story ideas always starring Adam Sandler. That's what this this uh, chat G, G, GPT reminds me of a little there bit. There you go. There you go. We'll come back to the chat bot because I think we'll ask it to do our closer by creating a jingle for the show. Oh, that's a great idea. By the way, that <laughs> game, that I would play that game. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll cut and paste that and send it to you. Yeah. It, what's more amazing is how quickly... Like it came, you saw how quickly I read it. Like it, it, it yeah. was coming, scrolling very fast while it was creating. There was this thing was maybe a lot of people have been asking for this game, Curtis. That's yeah. why Could be. I, 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 th- I think I should help the learning computing computing of and actually give this result a thumbs up. Yes, I, I think it deserves a thumbs up. So, what kind of feedback should we tell it about this video game? Um, I think excellent. I think um, excellent triple A title. It's a, yeah. I would like to. I would like to have. Heard, I would like to uh, hear sort of more details of the factions, uh, names, political ideologies, that that kind of thing. Key players. So what we need is we need 
we need more needs more character factions uh and maybe yeah and like i'd maybe. like to know the dramatis persona of the ge- of the game as well <laughs> like are you going head to head with margaret thatcher um you could it could you know you could you could pick the i think you're supposed to pick you pick your political uh, stripes right yeah so you're one of the so I'd like to see, like, you know, you can choose the following coalitions, Labour, Conservative, Lib Dem, or Independent. And, like, the pluses and minuses, like, Conservatives are plus one, are plus one to uh, filibuster, but minus one to public image, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> All right. Hey, we'll come back to it. I, I think this is fun. We might have to make this a weekly segment where we ask Chad GPT <laughs> doing some ridiculous things. <laughs> Talking about ridiculous things, let's go to the asshole this this uh, week. Uh, this one's an interesting one here. Am I the asshole for just pick any cracker, she said. So this is a weird story where I think the guy, I don't know if the guy's being a jerk or trying to be well, I'm trying to be the asshole, but um, but basically, uh, my wife was packing my son's lunch, and she asked me to grab some crackers. As I was looking in the pantry, I asked what kind of crackers, and she replied in an ex- exasperated, you know, bordering on annoyed voice, just pick any cracker. The next cracker box I saw were animal crackers, so I grabbed those started to put them in the bag for her. Even more annoyed, she said, I said crackers, not cookies. I said that animal crackers literally have crackers in the name. And she wanted to a certain type of cracker, which she could have specified. We bickered a bit, and then she was very confidently declared, ask anyone, they'll agree. I think she is was probably right in this case, but you know um yeah this sounds like uh i think i've been in similar arguments to this um, the, the top comment is she's probably annoyed because she packs lunches every day and you clearly don't offer to help or even know what goes in your kids lunches yeah and that's a good point uh that's a good point by uh asshole enthusiast which is the name <laughs> of the user who submitted that comment because at first i was like you know she, you know just like you know, say put in the premium plus or whatever, and I was kind of empathizing. But then, you're right. Like he probably, he probably, she's probably packed the lunch every single day, and uh, you know, and, and don't be a wise ass. <laughs> like clearly, she said crackers, like not cookies. Yes, Animal Crackers has crackers in the name, but you try spreading cheese. Onto a cracker, onto an animal cracker curse. You ever tried? Well, I remember like, because animal crackers to me, like they remind me of, remember there was McDonald's land cookies? Do they not still have them anymore? I don't know. It's been a while since I've, since okay, I've thought yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. They're like, they're like kind of died. Were they kind of like digestives or not? Well, just kind of basic, very basic cookies, right? They, just, they yeah. dissolve in your mouth. And but they were, they were animal crackers. They were animal yeah. crackers, except instead of like animals, they were the characters from from the McDonald's, the McDonald's mascot crew. Yeah. You know, like 
like the Fry Guys or Mayor McCheese um, Grimace, that kind of mm. thing. But they're clearly cookies because like like Animal Crackers, you know, he's he's semantically, I guess he's right. But like, you know, you can tell that they're cookies because children enjoy eating them. Like if you gave, if you gave like the, like if you gave Callum the choice between some animal crackers or like, or, or like a stack of plain saltines, I, you know I don't I, I I'm not gonna I don't want to put words in Callum's mouth, but I think he's gonna take the animal crackers. Well, yeah, and and you know you wouldn't you wouldn't lay out animal crackers onto your charcuterie platter, would you? Of fine no. soft cheeses. Yeah, yeah, like like. <laughs> <laughs> like spread some brie on like on like a on the, on the giraffe. Or a giraffe. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. I love this one uh, comment. Weaponized incompetence. He's playing <laughs> stupid, so he doesn't get asked to do it again. <laughs> yeah, technically it says crackers, but have you ever had them? Clearly, a difference between crackers and cookies. Weaponized incompetence. That's brilliant because I have done that before. <laughs> Really? Hold yeah, on, oh yeah. Bell for that one. That could be. That could be the. Maybe we should ask the um, the chatbot to uh, create our jingle and use incorporate that word into it. Yeah. Right. 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 Write an outro for a podcast called "Weaponized Incompetence." Okay, and on to the headline. A new epidemic is raging through Springfield, and this one didn't start with Krusty Burger's Whatchamacarcus sandwich. It feels like we've been, it's been a while since we did the headlines because A, we had a few kind of weird breaks during January and we did our um, look back show. So, mm-hmm. but I got, I got some doozies for you, Curtis. And this one, in fact, this one probably could have been a candidate for Am I the Asshole? Antarctica scientist allegedly stabs colleague for spoiling the ending of books. So Russian scientist working in Antarctica, so remote, right, Mm -hmm. is facing attempted murder charges after allegedly stabbing a colleague for telling him the ending of books he wanted to read. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there are two engineers basically stabbed him in the chest. I don't know what he stabbed him with. Maybe, I, I you know, but... Either way, personally, Curtis, I don't think any jury would convict this guy. <laughs> I like, I, I like, I like. At the end of this of of the story, it says some reports suggest that alcohol was involved. Oh, you think? A <laughs> couple of couple of Russian scientists in a secluded research station, and and I'm sure they are scientists, so I'm pretty sure they know how to make their own still. Yeah, yeah, let me, let me, yeah. They're, let me, they're doing high test stuff. Yeah, and they're, they're probably distilling like Antarctic moss and pigeon and pit and penguin poo, and I don't know. Well, Larry, I know um, you know spoiling spoiling books. I, it's not it's not worthy of of of, of it's not pu- shouldn't be punishable by by death or grievous injury. Yeah, it is a, it is a dick move for sure. Oh yeah, but, but like if you're this is this would be my advice to the to the stabber, um, if he if he goes on any future research, uh, any 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 future uh, sort of research jaunts to avoid there being another stabby. I would say to this guy, only read choose your own adventures. Ah, 
almost impossible to spoil unless unless you you want to spoil every single possible path. In which case, I just don't think that you know. I don't. I don't think anybody is that committed to being a jerk that they will mm. do that amount of research. Yeah. Is Steve Jackson still writing them? Those are the fighting fantasies, uh, Steve Jackson oh, and Ian Livingston, okay, which are so choose your own adventures with dice. With dice, right? Yeah. yeah. So you're basically you're just you're that, that that that's even that's even worse. That's like playing Dungeons and Dragons by yourself. That's that's pretty much what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next headline is, and this was a weird one that happened a few weeks ago. Video shows suspect driving car through Von Mills Mall in overnight break-in. I don't know when the last time you were at Von Mills. I was there not too long ago. Huge mall. Mm -hmm. Huge, huge mall. But yeah, there's this video of this car uh, somewhat gently breaking in through one of the front doors. And this mall is huge. So driving a car through the hallways is like not a difficult task. And there's only one level. It's not like the Eaton Center where there's like split level and you have to deal with you know, maybe some small steps here and there. But the, yeah, the guy broke in, apparently went to, I think, just one electronics store. It just said electronics devices. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they drove off, only to find out that the car was also stolen from Quebec. From Quebec, and had Quebec plates. Yeah, so, geez, that's a, that's a hell, that's like a, a blues, scene out of the Blues Brothers, right? Like, yeah, it is. I like this quote from the from the police. Fortunately, no one was harmed in this incident. Nonetheless, it's an audacious crime and remarkable. <laughs> Auda- the audacity. Yeah. Well, what can you do? But if not, not to say that you would be a criminal in this in this aspect, Curtis. If have you been to Vaughn Mills? Uh, I don't think I have. But if you could, if you were doing this crime, what store would you make a beeline for? Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, things engraved. <laughs> a, you would actually have the time to engrave something for yourself. Yeah, well, because I have a car, so that just cuts down. <laughs> Cuts down on the time. Getaway time. Yeah. Just so, just so that you can have a pewter mug that says world's greatest dad. Yeah, world's world's gra- greatest thief. World's greatest thief. World's greatest thief and driver. What'd be and great lover. Is, what, what would be great is the fact that you didn't have enough time for it to spell out the whole thing. And it has a scratch mark as you're pulling away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Or, 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 it, or the whole thing. I just don't have time. So the whole thing's just a big acronym. I would break into Cinnabon. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, just yeah. take 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 everything that's that's uh, been, I guess, resting, or I think that's what they do when they bake before the morning shift. Mm-hmm. That's a that, that's a good good suggestion. Because I'm I'm too lazy to bake, and I'm not a good baker because I, I don't like yeah. accurately measuring things out. But if I can steal like a tray or two, yeah, yeah, I can yeah. bake them at home. I can bake them at home. Oh yeah. Do they still have Orange Julius? Uh, good question. I, it's been decades since I've seen one. Yeah. I think Bubble Tea have basically taken over for Orange Julius uh, at this point in time in the game. Orange, Orange Julius had decent hot dogs, I remember. Oh, yes, that's right. Shopper's World. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brampton. 
a shout out. All right, the final story. And uh, Curtis, do you, do you own uh, any Helly Hansen gear? Uh, I, I don't. Okay, well, immediately stop wearing these sweaters and hoodies, Health Canada warns. Um, all under the Helly Hansen uh, brand mm-hmm. uh, due to flammability concerns. So I assume that someone along the way did a test on these on the clothing and they just go up like that, right? So, but well, because all clothing is flammable to some extent, but I suspect that there must be like the velocity of reaching said terminal temperature or whatever. It's so well, especially because it says immediately stop wearing them. So, like, if you get the notice, like, what if you're wearing that Helly Hansen? What if you're wearing that Helly Hansen uh, uh, sweater and you're I don't of know. the bear? Maybe of the one of the bear. Or the, the one trees. with the bear, yeah, yeah. That. And what if, and what if you're, and and what if you're sort of like uh, running a daycare, and then it says like immediately remove this sweater. This doesn't seem like it would be appropriate to do it during work hours. They just just strip strip down, and because you read the headline that, that yeah, yeah. there's a flammability issue, because the, the human instinct is to defend yourself, right? To, is mm. to rip it off and then possibly throw it at another colleague or a group of children. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing too, is like, if they're testing the, if they're testing these Helly Hansen sweaters and they're going up and they're, you know, and they're going up like a tinderbox, like, why is this test happening after they've gone to market? Um, that is a fantastic question. Curtis. Where's the quality had- control at, at, at Helly Hansen? Clearly none. Unacceptable. That's why the only the only the only named clothes I buy is Denver Haze. There you go. I'm 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 sure those things those things might actually fight off fires. Maybe. Uh, man, I tell you, Mark's Work <laughs> Warehouse you never steer you wrong. Uh, apparently, there have been no reported uh, injuries or incidents relating to the affected products. But like you said, you could totally tell people would read this and think that, yeah, they sponta- spontaneously combust. Yeah. Get it off immediately. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure it came over on a Chinese shipping container. Curtis, another big news story. I don't have a specific headline, but it's the Chinese weather balloon. Mm-hmm. So – we just we just asked a AI to write a video game plot, and basically it wrote more because we mm-hmm. just said a premise, and it gave us everything, including gameplay. Mm-hmm. This is an air like a air weather balloon mm-hmm. for espionage. Don't we have satellites and like aren't aren't we constantly being hacked by China? Like <laughs> why why, yeah. why bother with you know. I, I, in my mind, I'm picturing. I think it was the episode of the Flintstones, that device where the the helicopter bike. Oh yeah, yeah. You know that? Yeah. I, I just have that in my mind that that there's this there's this Chinese spy on this uh, on this bicycle that has a propeller. Maybe maybe it's 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 filling the balloon. Yeah. And it's slowly going across the states. It seems up, it seems quaint. <laughs> like the whole thing seems quaint. Um. Yeah, but they had to. I guess they had to. Like, had what they eventually do? Like, scramble a jet fighter to shoot it down. Yeah, like a very expensive one. Yeah, and the the story goes is I think they tried to shoot it down with just regular munitions, and then it wouldn't 
drop or I, I guess I, 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 it just wouldn't fall. And then they, they did launch a rocket at it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but either way, they, they did shoot it down when it um, got to the Atlantic, but only after it crossed. Now, the weird thing about it is the Canadians didn't notice because it came from the north. It came through Alaska, came mm-hmm. south, and then, uh, you know, they you only start hearing about it when, oh, it went, flew over Montana. But still, I don't know. Interesting play by the Chinese because apparently it, it's not a weather balloon because they shot it down and they recovered it and then they mm-hmm. looked at the, the equipment there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, you know, China's like, oh, this is a provocation that you shot down our guy on our propeller bike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's it's an interesting play because it's like, hold on, why this? Like, they're 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 constantly attacking us for digitally. That mm-hmm. why would why would you send like a a balloon over? But I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we've heard the last of this one, Curtis. So maybe there's more more flammable Helly Hansen clothing from China coming our way. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I bet you that 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 those two stories there's linked incidences. I think. <laughs> All right. So before we kind of completely close the show, let's go back to the chatbot, Curtis, because I'm very yep. curious. I'm going to ask it to write a jingle. Yeah, the show maybe not a closer, a jingle because we, we got to do our own closer. We don't yeah. we don't want this thing to, we don't want this thing to replace us. So we're gonna I'm gonna write a very simpler. Uh, can can you write a jingle for the cucumber podcast? Oh, what's it called again? What the jingle? Didn't we have a name for it? Oh, oh, uh, th- that. That includes the words "weaponized incompetence." Weaponized incompetence. That was it. Yeah. Or should we should we name the jingle "weaponized yeah, incompetence"? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 We'll, 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 I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll. That'll give it some more. That'll 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 give it some more direction. I think so. Nay. Okay. So I said, can you write a jingle for the Existentialist Cucumber Podcast named "Weaponized Incompetence"? Uh, I can't wait. Oh boy, it's actually it's taking its time thinking, Curtis. Okay, here we go. That was uh, sorry, it was it was quick. Yeah. All right, sure. Here's the jingle. Okay, verse one. In a world of chaos, confusion, and strife, where the future's uncertain and nothing's for life. But fear not, my friends, for we have a plan to explore the depths of human condition man. <laughs> of course. Weaponized incompetence. That's what we're all about. <laughs> Examining the world and figuring things out. With humor, insight, and a touch of despair, we'll tackle the big questions and leave you aware. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know if it was actually about weaponized incompetence, but I'm glad that they managed to shoehorn it in there. Okay. Oh, here's the outro. The oh, okay. outro of the song. Because this thing wrote this thing actually wrote two verses two choruses and this outro so the outro is so whether you're lost or seeking some truth tune into the existentialist cucumber it's proof really rhyming proof with truth that life is a journey with no clear end in sight and we'll explore it all with humor and insight 
So yeah, clearly, clearly we're not at Skynet level <laughs> with this AI, but it's a good start. It's a good start. Yeah, you know, you know, it 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 it, it wrote us a jingle. Maybe we keep asking it week after week mm. until it gets better and better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We it just needs it needs it needs um, more specific parameters. It will it will self learn. And yep. it will uh, it will tighten and improve. Yep, and then and, it, it, and, then, and then, then then it will take us all over. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then you and I will be you know in a bunker somewhere doing our uh, doomsday bunker song as the <laughs> robots are like trying to kill all the humans. That's right. I, I yeah I, this this also the song also reminds me of a robot chicken episode for uh, that they were making fun of Star Wars, mm-hmm. and it was uh, Admiral Akbar who has this company that makes fish sticks (laughs) and it's the cantina band doing a jingle for Admiral Akbar's fish sticks. And it's, uh, it's, it's the cantina song, but with Mm -hmm. lyrics. Right. And it ends off with, uh, to miss out with them, to miss out on them is a big mistakey. And then Admiral Akbar is just sitting there going, Big mistakey. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we just did right now. We're like talking, Yeah. Come on, really? <laughs> truth and proof. Yeah, you can do better. Truth and truth and proof that life is a journey with no clear end in sight, Curtis. And we'll explore it all with humor and insight. <laughs> I did like that. I like that last part. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. 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 And that's what we're trying to do on the existential. We're trying. Scheme. We're trying. Yeah. And each week we do. So thank you again for listening. You can catch Curtis and I, well, mostly weekly. Uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and basically anywhere you can find your podcast on those platforms where you can leave a comment, please do hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star rating when you can. And if you write a comment, we'll we'll read it on the air. Maybe we'll read it to um, chat GPT. Yeah, maybe, I was gonna. I, I, yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna throw it out there. Like, if anybody who's listening has a uh, has an idea for a jingle book, um, Japanese role playing game, um, anything, then uh, then then you know, in a in an upcoming episode, we'll we'll throw it to the chat GPT and see what we get. You bet. Uh, any last words, Curtis? I'm I'm at a, I'm at a loss. You know the thing is is that uh, I'm operating these days at like anywhere from twenty to sixty five percent capacity. <laughs> Just because that's, that's, uh, that's all about being a new parent. Yeah, and, 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 yeah, and it's hard to kind of describe the haze that you're going through. Yeah, yeah, it's like this haze. Like on 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 its best days, it's it's actually kind of weirdly comfortable. Because you just you feel like, you know, you feel like you're on autopilot and there's like a certain amount of like comfort to that. But then well, well, the, you, the downside is, is that is that when it comes to last words, you're sort of like last words. Oh, man. <laughs> well, you know what it is? It's the uh, syndrome that uh, uh, Edward Norton's character has in Fight Club. Mm. Right at the beginning of the movie where he's like, I can't really tell if I'm awake or sleep. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, hey, now you know how he feels. I think it's time to start a fight club and 
Yeah. I don't know. I think so. On a journey of self-discovery. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler? We won't be able to talk about it on the existentialist cucumber, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that's number one. be the first rule. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you again for listening. And just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. Good luck while I'm working from home.